Broadcasting live from Jeff Epstein's jail cell, it's Craft Cryptids. You're cracking open a cold one with your two favorite brothers, conspiracies, breweries, and everything in between. It's time for Craft Cryptids. What's up, y'all? We're back for another enticing and exciting episode of Craft Cryptids. What's up, my man? Hey, hey, we made it. We made it. We back. Be careful uh, about talking about Epstein, bro. You might just get suicided. Yeah, there's nothing worse than unintentional suicide. Right? (laughs) You you be be careful, man. Actually, I'm telling you, I think we're definitely gonna do an Epstein episode soon. I was just reading um, this guy. He was head of investment banking over at Deutsche Bank. Wait, uh, investment think... banking? Like he's like, give me a hundred thousand no. dollars, and I'm gonna make all the muffins, all the pies that you could have, and then we're gonna be rich, boys. <laughs> Not quite. Maybe uh. I mumbled that one, but investment banking for Deutsche Bank um, back in 2012. He just recently committed suicide, air quotes. Um, Epstein had shit ton of accounts with Deutsche Bank back in 2013 with their wealth management group. Wealth management group is basically just, you know, a specific department banks yeah. have to cater to hella rich ass people, basically. Um, now, well, there's people I've with been wealth doing research managed, and there's. Right? Exactly. Hence, wealth management. Man, you're on top of it today. Um, did some research, and there's no like direct connections with the two of them. But I mean, come on. I don't know. Pretty obvious, if you ask me. Maybe not. But <laughs> you never know. You never know, man. So, at the point of recording this episode, um, the Mandalorian episode five just came out um, oh, last yeah. Friday. It was so good. Man, isn't it amazing, the show? It was so good. And I, I've seen a lot of people complaining about it. Um, really? What What are their complaints? Yeah, saying, like, basically, I think saying, like, it's too, um, like, the storyline isn't tied together, or, like, it feels, like, gimmicky, like, it's just, like, Baby Yoda and his dad go on adventures. Um, but I liked it, man. <laughs> <coughs> I like that. Baby Yoda and his dad goes on adventures. I don't know. I think it's good. I think they're um, getting through the storyline and the plot at a good tempo. Even though we only got three more episodes left, man. Kind of. I mean, were, were they in the cantina this last episode? Right. Yeah. Uh, On uh, tat- Tatooine. Uh, yeah, in Mos Eisley. Yeah. In Tatooine. Yeah. yeah the Mos Eisley cantina. What the most iconic Disney song of all time now? Now that it's Disney. Of course. I love that, man. Why? Oh, we should have had that for our craft cryptids. <laughs> yeah, intro, just like, but like changed like the tempo on it a little bam, bit. Bam, or something. Bam, 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 craft cryptids. <laughs> George Lucas would be knocking at our yeah, door, man. man. What uh, what are you drinking this week? So uh, I got this <clears throat> by uh, Martin House Brewing Company. They are up in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, which is just 
um, in the Dallas and Plano area in Texas. So it's about uh, three, four hours away from me. Um, they're a small microbrew. Um, this is called Bluebird. And it is a kettled sour blueberry ale. That sounds good. Yeah. And um, 6% ABV, 9 IBU. And I'm loving the, the can here. Um, it just has a big ass bluebird on the front of the can. Um, with its underbellies like white and orange and blue wings. Um, it's just taking flight, bro. So I'm hoping after I take a sip of this, I'm going to take flight and just <laughs> be right. loosey-goosey Do for it. the rest of this episode. Oh, interesting. Um, so it pours like a... Um, a light magenta color, um, very light body, of course, being a sour. Um, it's a nice, refreshing beer. Um, I'd give this uh, 3.75 on Untapped. Um, nothing wrong with it. I'm just not a big blueberry fan. It definitely comes. Oh man, across blueberry, it's. <clears throat> It's not a complex beer at all, man. Very straightforward. It's a blueberry sour. I mean, there's really... I say, I we're flip on that, man. I think I am a huge blueberry beer really? fan. Yeah, I love... Um, there's a blueberry sour made here in Portland called Blueberry Muffin. And then like every, they do like a ton of... I actually had a blueberry IPA recently called Bluebird, Blue Jay. Oh, okay. Um, okay. By my favorite brewery, of course, Great Notion. Of course, um, but they do they do a lot of like fruit like food inspired beer. But I'm a big blueberry fan. I think it comes across in beer like like you said. I guess it's it's very strong flavor in beer. Um, so I guess if you don't like it, it makes sense. Or like if you're not a blueberry guy, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm not a huge blueberry guy in general. Um, so taking a couple more sips of this is kind of a dry taste to it. I don't know. If, mm. I, I know some people might understand dry. It's a liquid. How can it be dry? But I don't know if you like. You know, champagne, right? Champagne is a good example. Champagne is a very dry tasting alcohol. Um, but dry means when it has like less, there's less sugar in it, right? Less sugar. It's not super, like this for a sour isn't super tart, you know? Gotcha. So like a lot of ciders out there can be dry ciders. Um, yeah. Oh, it's good though. 3.75. I'm going to throw this up on untapped. Um, check them out, y'all. Um I could dig it. I could dig it. I, it's you know, sour game is strong out this way, so very strong. Uh, hell yeah, man! Well, I'm sticking to my winter like winter regimen of uh, stouts and porters. So I got the. Uh, it's called Mountains and Mountains Ex Novo Brewing Company. Um, really cool can. I guess it's like it's like neon colored, and it. it it's a, what is it called? A gradient from like neon pink down to like neon blue. Um, it reminds me of like, I think like Miami Vice, like eighties Miami Vice kind of colors. <laughs> okay, uh, solid. It's a really cool brewery too. They're a nonprofit, and they were based out of Portland, but I think they might have moved to New Mexico. They might have <coughs> moved to New Mexico. Um, but so they give all their profits back to like charities and stuff, but. 
So this is uh, Mountains on Mountains, an imperial chocolate stout with vanilla, coconut, and Himalayan sea salt. I already uh, cracked it open when you were doing your review. It's uh, it's pretty good. I think I'd give it a, a 3.5. Um, oh, it comes in at a 9.3 uh, volume as well. So it's, it's a heavy hitter. I'm drinking a, uh, a tall boy of it. But What's the name of the brewery again? My bad. It's called Ex Novo, E-X space N-O-V-O. Okay. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I get it a 3.5 or a 3.75. Um, kind of a classic chocolate stout. Uh, but what you really get is that, like, sea salt. Like, you can really taste oh, it, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. Like, usually you don't really have a lot of sea beers, but it kind of almost reminds me of, like, um, they have, like, chocolate like that, you know, that's, like, sea salt chocolate. Right, um, right. So that's that's what it hits me with. But it's pretty good, and I'll probably be feeling this one, you know. It's almost 10% for a beer, but... Nice, solid. Well, that's hopefully... Um, hopefully we could do a double header tonight, and we'll be nice and tipsy by the second recording. Mm-hmm. Um so yes, if you ever see it, I'm looking up right now by Ex Novo. I wanted to check what they have. Um, <clears throat> they have a a burr liner called Marion Berries. Looks hella good. Hook it up, bro. Yeah, yeah. I think I've um I've had it at the like in the summer. There, like, well, they have beer festivals all the time, but there's a really big one in the summer that I went to, and they had it there. But I know it's like I haven't seen it canned. It's pretty rare to see. Um. Like every brewery here in Portland has, like, of course, their top two or three beers, but they don't can their beers a lot. So, like, it's pretty cool. The uh, Ex Novo, their canning is in New Mexico, um, in their new brewery. All this is a long way to say, like, if I see it, I will. I'll, I'll send it your way, but I probably won't see it. So, yeah, only way it's going to make its way out here is if your uh, <clears throat> lady takes charge of that, like last time. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know if the people know about that, how we finally got some beer to you. And I think I, I like, forced you to drink it when it was lukewarm because I wanted you to try it. And uh, it only Actually, got... I think it was that blueberry, the blueberry beer you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, blueberry well, I muffin. I think so. It was pretty good, actually. But, uh, so Madison, my, my, my lady, she brought it up in her uh, luggage from Portland to Houston but they lost her luggage, so it was actually in Minnesota for a second too. So, you had that beer. That beer been all over the world before it got into your mouth, bro. Nice, I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. So, hey, bro, let's talk about. <clears throat> we're gonna get into our uh, topics. We're actually gonna do two topics today. Um, I know we kind of uh, went away from that and did a couple episodes with one topics. I, I actually put up a little. Um, poll on our Instagram asking if people like better two topics, one po- one uh, topic, and it was split 50-50. So um, I think we kind of change it up, do it different here and there. Um, anyways, I want to ma- plug this company real quick. Um, it's a new up-and-coming company. Um, they make spices and rubs for meat. Um, I ran into them on Twitter and had the chance to check out their website, and it's just something right up our alley, bro. So they're called Yummy Yeti. And again, they make spices for meats. Uh, all their spices are named after cryptids. Pretty solid. That's, dope. That's really good. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you go to their website, it's yummyyeti.com. Uh, Y-U-M-M-I-Y-E-T-T-I.com. Check them out. 
They have eight different spices on their website currently. They range from seven ninety nine to ten dollars, but it's only a dollar shipping, bro. So um, that's that's a good deal. You know, it's, they, they have one on here talking about sea salt. Uh, I'm just yes. on the website right now. Y- Yummy Yeti Wendigo Hot Salt. Which we talked about the Wendigo on this podcast, I think. But we have, um, yeah. It's a pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's uh, made from Himalayan sea salt with an extra little spice to give this salt blend a special kick that will make your tongue happy and make that old Wendigo taste less like leather shoelaces and more like a meal fit for a king. <laughs> I uh, love it. And then the bottom, <clears throat> even if you haven't bagged yourself a cryptid, give Wendigo hot salt a try on any of your food cravings. Uh, pretty dope. I that, I really want to get it now. So uh, it, Oh, it's hot. It's, a nine, it's, a, it's an 8 or 9 out of 10 on the heat scale, which is right up my alley. I love that yeah. spicy food. I love to be sweating, crying, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> Right, I my body hates it, but I, my my taste buds love it, and uh, yeah, that's actually one of their most popular ones. Um, the the Wendigo uh, hot salt. Their other big time popular one is the Long Pig Blend. Um, the Long Pig Blend. Um, really, they're saying you could use this on any type of meat that you want. I think uh, pork's probably a good option though, and uh, the Pig Blend. The long pig rub is actually um, Sasquatch. This is what Sasquatch uses on his meat, bro. Oh hell yeah! So when he when he catches himself yeah. with a squirrel, he uh, he opens up the the fur and then just r- gets some long exactly. pig rub up on there and munches right down on it. Get that long, yeah. Pig. No short pigs for Bigfoot. And and folks, you deserve <laughs> a long pig. You know, don't don't short yourself if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, anyways, oh, I'm into Love it. This you. is great. So hopefully, uh, I, I'm I'm probably gonna get my, some myself. But super stoked! Yeah, seriously, check them out, guys. YummyYeti.com. Um, they actually have a commercial out, and it's up on their um, homepage. Check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, it's about a minute long. It's pretty good. Um, but again, they have eight spices up there. I'm all under ten dollars. Shipping is just a dollar. Um, check them out. Also, you could hit them up. They have Twitter. Um, they're up on social media so hit them up on twitter it's the reverse of their uh, website name it's at yeti yummy on twitter Um, if you're having trouble finding them just go and follow uh, craft cryptids and we follow yeti yummy so check them out and uh, once we uh, because i'm gonna get some of the spices as well bro i'm definitely gonna get some we'll go ahead and test it out and then let everyone know how it goes they look pretty damn delicious though they look pretty good look pretty good yeah that's what's Um, up man Cool, man. So kind of talking about food, obviously Thanksgiving was just coming around, and I would love some Yummy Yeti blend, uh, long pig, or or whatever, any, any blend, uh, for Christmas. But kind of Christmas season, the holiday season, got me thinking about what are some holiday cryptids, right? Right. right. Um, and so doing some research, I found out we actually just miss Krampus Knot. Oh, man. It was December 5th or what? Uh, December 6th, Krampus oh, Night. For okay. those who don't know, that's also in uh, in English here in the Western, you know, Western U.S. It would be uh, Krampus Night. Uh, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about Krampus today. Let's do it. So Krampus, what is he? Um, he's a bipedal, so he's walking upright, a lot like Bigfoot. Um, goat-like monster. So he's furry. He's got shaggy black hair, generally a long tail. 
um, a long, pointed, bright red tongue. Um, some pictures have him with horns. Kind of think of like a a much hairier, much shaggier, a less well put together uh, like devil. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the devil said, it's no shave November, and then never stopped. <laughs> um, so the legend of the Krampus comes from like Eastern Europe cultures. It predates kind of Catholicism and Christianity in in Eastern Europe. Um, and it's kind of primarily stated to come from regions like Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, the sec, the Czech Republic. Ooh, struggled on that one. The sex Republic. The what? You said the sex Republic? Yeah. You know, the Republic of it's sex the- in Czech. Come on, bro. Oh, wow. Hungary, uh, okay. Slovenia, Northern Italy. So kind of really that like South, Southern, Southeastern portion of, uh, of Europe. Uh, so it comes in a lot of variations, <laughs> uh, but kind of the primary constant with the Krampus is that he has like these cloven hooves. So think of like, um, you know, horse hooves or goat hooves. Um, he's also always have fangs and like that shaggy fur. Um, so there's tons of sightings of Krampus and kind of so many that he's actually kind of woven himself into the, culture of uh of these uh countries and he's he's thought to be a demon um hell yeah so the original yeah hell yeah anyways uh the original stories of the krampus are like this dude he comes out in the holiday season so generally like early December of the new year um, and he's carrying a huge, like a bundle of branches. Uh, they describe it as like birch branches. I don't know if that's important. Maybe there's like a lot of birch trees out there. I don't know. Um, but as a demon, his only goal in his life, I don't know if demons are alive or they like, <laughs> whatever his the only goal in his existence is like to, you know, to cause torment. And he primarily, uh, bothers children. So he's like this humanoid dude. He's fully sentient and intelligent. And uh, he's basically running around during the holiday season, swatting kids with uh, branches. That's that's the whole deal about Krampus. Yeah, yeah, straight up whooping ass. So he's not Um, eating them. He doesn't eat the kids? No, he doesn't eat the kids. Sometimes he kidnaps them. Uh, So he puts them in bags, runs into the forest, beats the hell out of them, and leaves them there. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> but he doesn't eat them. I think maybe my thought is like he's a demon, so he doesn't have to eat food, you know? True, um, true. But so the, it's like the legend and the sightings of Krampus have gone back, like I said, far, 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 way, way back in the day. Um, and so when kind of Catholicism and Christianity started taking over the area, they were like, look, these legends you have are ridiculous. Stop it. Um, but they, they couldn't get the local people to stop, uh, telling folklore stories about Krampus talk, you know, stopping Krampus sightings, um, or talking about Krampus sightings. So eventually they said, Hey, Krampus is actually just the, the counterpart of St. Nick. Like anti St. Nick. Yeah. Like the antichrist of St. Nick. Exactly. He's the antichrist, but like way on a way smaller level. <laughs> just the Saint Nick. So they kind of tied him with Christmas. Um, and really kind of they explain that 
Um, you know, every holiday season, Krampus manifests, and his whole job is to kind of chase children through the streets, beating like bad children, beating them on the legs with uh, a birch or rusty chains, um, scaring them into being better for next year. Um, in older villages, like places that don't celebrate Christmas at all, still, he's portrayed as having like several other demons help him. Uh, these big shaggy wolves, basically, that would come into town and they would kill children. So it's interesting to me that like Krampus was like, nah, not for me, but my boys, my boys can eat the kids. Hell yeah, man, I'm down with that because I'm not my my kids are pretty well behaved, bro, and. I mean, there's nothing worse than being out in public and you're hearing five and six year olds screaming, crying. It's like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're not my kids, so that's probably even why it's more annoying. But man, Krampus. Well, and I'm down with Krampus. You don't hear that in Bavaria. Kids Bavaria kids don't ever scream like that, man. You know why? Because Krampus would beat why? the shit out of them. Of course. <laughs> you know? Of course. Um, I mean, shit. Didn't Krampus, I swore, I, I don't know a lot about Krampus, not as much as you do, but I swear I've seen some imagery of Krampus, like, putting kids and hauling them away in, like, bags or baskets. Is that kind of where you, they would, he'd take them out to the woods and whoop their yeah, ass? Yeah, yeah, so he would throw them in baskets, and I think, like, maybe so he could be, like, you know, he could multitask, like he could beat the kids that in front of him, but, like, he's <laughs> like, this kid's been really bad, so I'm going to throw him in a sack and put him in a basket. Um, okay, it's kind of like... Like the Western equivalent is just getting coal in your damn stocking. Yeah, but, but I'd take that over and get my ass beat by Krampus any day of the week. Right? Uh, so Krampus. He sounds like a beast. Krampus is such a beast that every year, and, and they still celebrate this, that they have a uh, Krampus knot. So that's the 6th of December. It's a very traditional parade where young men dress up as Krampus and run through the town beating the legs of kids. Um, with like sticks, okay. Um, often like coming out of a cave, doing the whole kind of like ritual aspect of it. Um, one one reason they think that this is like a tradition that stands the test of time is that like this is uh, the, the the village folks saying like, "Hey, Krampus, we're doing your job for you. You don't need to come by." Oh, okay. Like, like hey, yeah, on, basically, Just like, chill. hey, we'll do it because you scare the shit out of us. Um. Right, yeah, we're, we're kind of done yeah. with you, basically. But I think there's a really cool tradition. Um, so it's customary, basically, like these these people dressing up as Krampus go from like house to house, business to business, and one of the things that makes you a good a good family, a good business, is offering schnapps to the Krampus. <laughs> so, and this is this is right up crap Krampus alley. It's like. You dress up as a weird dude because you don't want him to actually come. And then you have to be like, hey, give me alcohol. Yeah, give me some um, peach schnapps, bro. Yeah. Um, And supposedly, you know, that like it satisfies the Krampus's appetite. So he would be less likely to be on children. Um, So that's it. That's that's the Krampus It's pretty quick. Um. He's not a cute guy, you know. He's a he's a nasty man with rusty chains coming for your kids. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, Kramp- Krampus is coming for you. <coughs> Have you uh, seen the movie Krampus? No, 
came I've out seen, in 2015. Um, I've seen the episode of The Office when Dwight dresses up as Krampus, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. Dwight's amazing. Yeah. It was solid, but uh, no, I've never seen... Have you seen the Krampus movie? No, I'm just looking it up on IMDb right now. It's got a... I mean, for this type of movie... How many, how many stars? It's 6.1 out of 10, which, I mean... Uh, that's pretty good. To be honest, I would have thought this would be like a three, you know, for the type of movie it looks like, but 6.1 out of 10, so yeah, I was thinking probably on par with a lot of the other horrible horror movies that come out nowadays. I was thinking it was going to be like a Sharknado 2. Right. I don't know. It looks... Uh, or, I might have to watch this, dude. Or a Ghost Shark. You ever seen that movie? No, Ghost Shark. Oh, so good. No, look it up right now. I promise. It's uh, Ghost Shark? Ghost Shark, yeah. It was uh, another sci-fi movie. Is it made by the same people that does Sharknado? I, I don't know who does Sharknado, so I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> Ghost Shark. When rednecks on a fishing trip kill a great white shark, its spirit comes back for revenge and soon turns its sights on the town of Smallport. Yeah, bro. And it's solid. This got a 3.3, which that that's what I was thinking Krampus would have, but... Any so basically any <laughs> any amount of water, this ghost shark can like manifest itself and attack you. So oh, like even if it's like a tiny bit in your bathtub. Yes, bathtubs, slip and slides, <laughs> rain. <laughs> Hold up, slip and slides. <laughs> yeah, that's in the trailer. Like a kid is like going down a slip and slide, and he, like ghost shark pops up and eats the hell out of him. Oh my god! You actually watched this? Nah. Uh, I haven't. I I've seen parts of it, but it's like a cool story, bro. It's like a well, I've seen, I've probably seen like forty five minutes of it, so I guess you could say I've watched it. Um, but the uh, I, if I, if I remember correctly, the way they stopped the ghost shark is like because it had mounted the shark head in like a bar, I think, or something. <laughs> and okay. the way they get it to leave him alone is like they take the the shark head off and throw it back into the ocean. Makes complete sense, you know, ghost shark. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's how I would deal with a ghost shark. Yeah. I mean, how else? I mean, come on, of course. Yeah, man. Like, just imagine your boy. You're like, oh, I'm gonna make some spaghetti tonight. You're boiling a pot of spaghetti, <laughs> and all of a sudden, ghost sharks <laughs> comes flying out of the pot. I mean, there's water in there, so that's a spicy meatball. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Like, it takes. It's like a whole new take on shark shark fin soup. You know. Anyways, back to Krampus. Uh, Krampus is a, a classic European uh, folk uh, cryptid, you know, folklore. Um, I'm sure most people know about Krampus. At least I've heard about Krampus. Um, obviously, I don't think there's anyone out there that maybe, uh, maybe the people in those little villages, but I don't think anyone really thinks this is real, but it's a great freaking story. It's a great concept, and um, of course, right, everyone... Everyone has stories about Christmas, about, you know, getting kids to behave. Or yeah, this is it's gonna solid. Happen, I think, know? um, I wish there was a Krampus in our lives. We'd be better people. Right. Right. Well, maybe we should take it upon ourselves, bro. Yeah, I mean, I would love, I, I think Krampus not is one of those things, like, you can't be the only person who celebrates it. Right. Because then you're because just a weirdo beating kids up, up in the street. And, you know. Yeah, 
And they're like, why are you dressed as a big? Like, I'm not. I'm just a big hairy dude. And why do you have your neighbor's kid locked in a basket on your back? Oh, you know. Oh, I was going to take him into the forest and beat him up. <laughs> That's heavy stuff. Um, let's. I need to go down a uh, <laughs> YouTube rabbit hole tonight with Krampus after we record for sure. Hell By the yeah, way, bro. I just poured me a, a Sierra Nevada, bro. Sierra Nevada, that was like, I would argue that Sierra Nevada was the first kind of quote-unquote, I won't say mainstream beer, but widely distributed beer that kind of kicked off the craft beer renaissance, you know? Oh yeah, this is right up there with uh, the Hefeweizen from Widmere Brothers. Mm -hmm. This is one of those OG craft beers, bro. It says handcrafted since 1980, so this one probably, this is a... predates Widmer Brothers by like 15 years. Yeah. Sierra Nevada is great, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Sierra Nevada was like the first beer you were like, oh, can I get the pale ale? And and not (laughs) like, can I get the light or the heavy? Sierra Nevada is like when you're 23 and you're like, "Ah, I'm done with like all this natty light, Coors Light stuff. I'm going to graduate. Let me get that Sierra Nevada, man. 23. No, that's when you turn like 21. You're like, I can drink real alcohol now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I didn't gonna, do I, the college scene like you, so. Oh, I'm not desperate for alcohol. I'll take uh, one Sierra Nevada, please. <laughs> All right, bro. Let's move on. Yeah. What are you? To... Uh, what are you talking about tonight? <clears throat> so we're kind of on the same um, page here with uh, the realm of what our cryptids represent, right? So I'm going to talk about one specifically, but this one is part of like a trio of cryptids from Iceland. And from Iceland. It's called the, the Yule Cat. Okay. Or it's also known as Christmas Cat of Iceland. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so essentially, the Yule Cat is this huge, giant, vicious cat. And around Christmas time, he, he lurks about um, the countryside in Iceland. Um, and essentially what his job is, is he eats people... Mainly kids, but, you know, he won't discriminate. Mainly kids because they're easier. But anyone that, for Christmas, didn't get any, like, new warm clothes, and then they're walking out, you know, in the winter, and they're ratty-ass, like, non-winter clothes, cat's going to eat them up. <laughs> okay. The cat's like, uh, you look beat. Yeah. The cat's like, yo, 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 yo. It's like <laughs> negative two degrees out here. And you're wearing a two-year-old jacket with holes in it. He gone. He's like, ah, I love me a good popsicle. Right. He's like, I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat you up. Oh, hold up. You got a new parka for Christmas? <laughs> nah, you could go through. You're nice and warm. I'm not gonna not gonna handle you. Yeah, you know, I don't, yeah. don't want to ruin your parka. So go ahead. Exactly. So it popped up like around 19th century, I guess. Originally, because it's now. It's now used kind of like Krampus and where it's, you know, trying to um, teach kids not to misbehave and yeah. shit like that. Or your old cat's going to come gobble you up. Um, but originally started, which I thought was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. Um, so back 19th century, um, farmers were told that it was basically a way to scare farmers into working more. Like overtime, essentially. Of course, they didn't call it overtime back in that day. That's kind of how to... No, well, 
put it across to everyone so they understand, you know, just work. Wagner's son was like, well, I put in my oh. 40 hours a week and I don't really care about my cabbage. Uh, just gonna let it, uh, you know, it's 40 hours. My son Ragnar has got to, you know, because my name's Ragnar's son and my son's name is Ragnar. I got to take him to class and no. Okay, sorry. That bit went along a little bit too long, but. Basically, these farmers who would work the extra hours would be rewarded by uh, getting new clothes, um, new winter clothes, just new clothes in general. Um, the guys who wouldn't stay would get nothing. And so, you know, with the, the folklore being, hey, if you don't get new winter clothes, you're going to get eaten by a cat. So basically, you have the the Lundberg back in the day, like, hey... Uh, yeah, it'd be great if you come in on Saturday. Uh, we're really gonna need you. Um, you know, I really otherwise don't. your cat's gonna eat you up. Yeah. And hey, you're man, dead. look, I really like you, so I just I'm gonna give you extra hours. Um, I don't want you to get eaten by the old cat. Yeah, I'm gonna start needing you to put the cover cover sheets on the uh, TP logs. I forget what they call it in that movie. But. Did you read the memo? Yes, the memo. Yeah, um, yeah. Didn't you read the memo? Um, Yule cat's out, and if you don't work, he's gonna gobble <laughs> you up. Okay, so we got we got these farmers who are working all the time in the cabbage fields. Yeah, they have cabbage in Iceland, bro. Bro, I don't know. Seems like a good place. Actually, I feel like what do they eat? And I feel like all the only thing I know about Iceland, they have those like. Uh, those fish, they have these the specific type of fish they get, and they like throw it in a shed for like a couple of years. What? And if, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna look this up right now. They throw it in the shed. They, hey, caught this fish. Eh, I just toss it in the shed. We'll get it in a couple of years. Iceland specialty fish. That's what I'm looking up right now. This is a solid uh, Google search. Okay, it's it's a delicacy, and it's called. Oh. Icelandic. The article is in Icelandic. Huh. Um, okay. Is it a stock fish? Harrowfisker. Oh, okay. Close. Also known as dried fish. It's considered to be a disgusting Icelandic dish, but also a delicacy. Um... Let's see... For centuries, Icelanders have, have smoked, pickled, or dried their food to preserve it through the harsh winters. Makes sense. The place is called Iceland. Um, oh, it's so basically this is called something Harkarl, I guess, is what it's really called, and it's fermented hmm. shark. So they, uh, oh, oh, ew. So they ferment. They traditionally ferment it by burying it in the ground. I'm not making this up, folks. Burying it in the ground and then urinating on it. Okay. Before letting it, and then which which then apparently ferments it, and um, then after that process, they hang it up in a shed to dry, and um, they cut it into a sense shark jerky. That's wild. So all this to say, I think Icelanders are super metal for sure, bro. They're part of the. Those Norse, they're the Norse, bro. Metal is AF, man. I'm, I would try that. When, if you went to Iceland, you're going to tell me someone offered you that. You're going to turn it away? Of course not, bro. Oh, uh, no. I'm not. 
I'm on craft cryptids, dude. If I go to Iceland and someone's like, you want some weird shit that we have eaten for 300 years? You'd be like, yeah, cool. Awesome. Oh, we pissed on it, but just <laughs> FYI. I'm sure now they don't piss. I mean, I imagine now it's like <clears throat> synthetic piss. You know? That's when you bring out that yummy Yeti spice, bro, and just oh, hell dash yeah. a little bit on there. And I'm like, oh, you peed on it? No worries, dude. Let me get this uh, Wendigo Him- Himalayan salt. Spice this boy this up. yummy Yeti uh, ape blend salt. Let's, let's throw this on there. <laughs> okay, uh-uh. what, what else is up with the Yule Cat? Yeah, so the story's kind of morphed into, like, there's an alternate version of it where instead of eating people and eating kids... Um, simply will eat all the food that you cr- you made for your Christmas feast if you don't have new clothes. So, listen up, young boys. Make sure you give Granny a good sweater for winter. Yeah, can you imagine that um, cat is just staring in the window like, oh, what's in the box? Oh, <laughs> it's a PS4. Go, 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 go. Right? What's in the box? <laughs> Oh, it's a sweater. Okay, What's in no the big box? deal. You've seen that movie, Seven? Yeah, yes, sir. Great, great, great show. Great movie. Yeah, so I told you it was part of like a trio of uh, folklores. Mm-hmm. So the cat has owners. The owners are Gryla and Lepaludi. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Lepaludi oh, yeah, they is are. the third husband of Gryla. They're like these giant... Giant people in Iceland. Gryla. <laughs> were they described... like giant giants? That's what you're yeah. about to say. I was going to say that. <laughs> There's like these poems about them. And Gryla's described as being a parasitic beggar. And she goes around, walking around town, talking to parents. And like, hey, are your kids bad? No? Okay, have a good night. Next couple comes by. Hey, are your kids bad? Oh, they are. You should probably give them to me. Let me take them. Huh. So basically, she's trying to take up disobedient children and take them back to the cave and eat them. Uh, um, some real, like, Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, they say you could get rid of her just by giving her food, so pretty simple. <laughs> oh, your kids are bad, but you have apples? <clears throat> I only eat I'm cabbage. <laughs> And then the other people, they're called the Yule Lads. Hell um, yeah. Let me, see, the let me see those Yule Lads, boy. Yeah. They're the sons of Gryla and Lepaludi. There's 13 of them. Mischievous prankers. Um, they basically come out 13 nights before Christmas. Um, kind of like St. Nick. They'll leave um, gifts in the shoes of children. They'll put them on windowsills and leave gifts in them, but if they've uh, been shitty kids, they'll just put a potato in their shoe. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot you could do with a potato, right? Like, the, ki- the kid might it. not want the potato, but your mom's like, oh, shit, well, we got a side for dinner. We got our... Uh, yeah, let me cut this in half. Um, we're going to have it for dinner, or we're going to make some vodka. They'll be like, oh, half. well, we have fermented pea shark. Um, would you like a baked potato <laughs> instead? Nah, just piss in my mouth. <laughs> I know, I'm I bet. <laughs> here, here. Hey, guys, this is the options for dinner tonight. Um, we have dried out 300-year-old pea shark. Um, we have half a potato that was left in your rotten shoe overnight. Or I could just shit in your mouth. <laughs> and don't forget to give Grandma a sweater. 
Because <laughs> or else we won't have any of it. Um, Deacon Vivette, if you've made it this far, I apologize. Um, I like. Can we talk about that real quick. Let's wrap this up real <laughs> quick. I, I like the Yule lads because Yule lads make me think like these dudes were like just out playing soccer and they're like lads, let's go mess around with some kids. You know, let's put right. potatoes in their shoes and like mm. they're like, oh, are your kids good? <sighs> oh, I guess we'll give them candy. Oh, your kids are bad. And at least they're not eating them or beating their ass or anything. Yeah, it's true. Way better than Krampus, right? Like, would you rather have your ass beat or would you rather get a potato? Easy choice. Depends on who's beating my ass, man. Oh, weird. I, I, I was that, just thinking this, this beer or this uh, pea shark. I bet you now they just pour um, blue moon over it instead of peeing on it. Same thing. Right. Right. They got to get with the times. They're not going to be pissing on that stuff no more. Yeah, yeah, blue moon. Some old blue moon or brand new blue it's, moon? It's the same, same. Blue moon light. <laughs> blue moon light, Jesus. Imagine if they came out with blue moon light. You'd be all over oh, I'd be pouring it on all my shark. But, but yeah, I dig these. Um, again, we're not going to chug it to the story as far as the believability of it, but... Um, it's just, again, different regions of the world having their own folk stories of trying to get people to behave well during Christmas season or Hanukkah season, whatever you celebrate, you know. But um, my suggestion, just be good all the time. I don't know. Whoa, dude. Just it's like, hard, though, right? Just, like, treat people the way you want to be treated, bro. Yeah, man. Like, uh. just... The golden rule, man. Be the beer you want to get, you know, dude? Yeah, man. Like, you want to you wanna transpose your life source into the beer you're going to pick and then be the beer, man. Okay, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, cheers, cheers, man. Bro. But let's... Uh, that brought up... You know, I brought up something there, uh, and I just want to talk about it. So, on one of our recent podcasts, we talked about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. And uh, we talked about how the dwarves were definitely banging out Snow White, right? No questions asked. I mean, right? Come on, y'all. No questions asked. Seven dwarves or seven dongs, am I right? Yeah. But uh, our father wasn't too fond about that part of the podcast. Um, Sorry, Dad. Like... Uh, so we brought it up again just so i could be like you got a sleepy (laughs) dong you got an angry dong you got a grumpy dong that dopey dong oh dopey dong is a good dong you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so it's out of all the things we've talked about on the podcast that's the one thing he's gonna get annoyed about yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good we drop in f bombs all the time, but you know. Well, the Yule lads—that's thirteen of them. You know, I don't even know. They, they gotta. Bro, don't even go there. <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, um, I don't think go there, bro. You know, the last thing I want to hit on tonight is just—I hope everybody had a very safe Krampus knot. Um, remember that if someone's coming for you in the next few days, it might not be a stalker. It might just be a demon. Thinking that you're a child, so or Dwight Schrute or Dwight Schrute, yeah. Dwight Schrute was it 
Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Is that yeah, thing? that's how I uh, I warm up before every podcast. True story, and maybe we'll have a Patreon one day. Um, we're not anywhere close to that, but if we do get a Patreon going, maybe two bucks a month, right, for a Patreon, we'll maybe throw some so some clips up there before we record. Jonathan does his vocal warm ups, so well, it's pretty cute. I mean, funny. as uh, you probably know. And a lot of our listeners, like, I had a lisp my whole life, and I still have a lisp, so I uh, I try to mitigate that by, you know... What? Hold up. That's a bold-faced lie. You have a lisp? Or a speech impediment. You do? Yes, bro. You fooled me your whole life. I don't know what you're talking Yeah, about. you know, because I had my... So I... Okay, we'll get into it super quick. Um, I had chronic ear infections as a kid. Um... I, I couldn't pronounce the majority of my letters. Uh, I went to speech therapy for years. Uh, so still now when I talk, I, all the time I have, I don't know if you're being, I don't know if you're joking or not, but here we are now. Uh, no, no. On, I remember as a kid, but I don't, I'm not joking. I don't hear you having a speech. Impediment Anyways, when I get really excited, I do two, two things. I talk way faster than I'm thinking. So like, I'm like, uh, 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 uh do that all the time. And the other one is I always mess up my, uh, my THs, you know? So like if I'm super stoked, instead of, instead of saying thesis, I say thesis and, uh, I can't stop it. So there it is. That's cute though, man. That's pretty cute. Yeah. It's like Bugs Bunny, you know? (laughs) Well, y'all, well, you just got to know me. Yeah. So uh, thanks for making it this far, folks. And uh, as that's your go-to, always that's your go-to. My go-to. If you made it this far, if you made it as this far, always, sorry. follow us on Craft Cryptids <laughs> at Instagram and Twitter. Um, our Gmail has been really, really slow lately. So if you guys <laughs> want to like draw a picture of Krampus and send it our way, we'll totally post it on our Instagram. Uh, would be super oh, cool. Oh, that'd be awesome! Um, Please, we would love do that. for like fan. If, if you have pictures of your beer that you guys want promote on our uh, Twitter, social media, if you're drinking beer, if you passing a brewery, any anything, uh, would love to get it at our Gmail, craftcryptids at gmail.com. Just give us a, a quick little caption and we'll throw it up there for you. Uh, give us your Instagram handle and we'll tag you if you want. Um. Hell yeah, sounds solid, man. And don't forget, check out yummyyeti.com. Y-U-M-M-I-Y-E-T-T-I. Get some nice, fresh spices and rubs for your meat. Um, solid freaking looking company. Uh, let's do that thing. Hit them up. Buy some spices. Oh, thanks, guys. Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside.